0: Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of An American Expat in Prague. My name is Les, and I am your host. Today's episode is part one of a three-part series where I interview a friend of mine named Caitlin, who is an American who has also recently moved to Europe, and we discuss various parts of the process of moving, and in the first part here, The questions are, what made you want to move to Europe and where did you decide to move to? Also, what kinds of things were difficult to deal with when planning the move? And lastly, how did you decide what to take and how much did you take with you? That will all be covered in this episode, so sit back and relax and um, enjoy our conversation. So, I am speaking with my friend, Caitlin. Caitlin, hello. Hello. And how are you today?
1: I'm doing good, Les. How are you? I'm doing
0: well, thank you. I know we're both in lockdown. In I'm in the Czech Republic. I know you're in Paris, France, correct? That is correct. And how long have you been in France?
1: I arrived in France late January.
0: Oh, so perfect timing just before everything got weird.
1: Exactly.
0: Uh, Well, you know, (laughs) we we do what we can.
1: Exactly.
0: Nice. (laughs) So uh, as I've kind of mentioned before, you know, this is sort of a podcast about, you know, why we're doing these crazy things and not just staying, you know, in the places where we lived or where we grew up. So I guess my first question is. What, what was the reason why you wanted to move overseas?
1: Well, there's a few factors to that for me. Um, One is, there you go. There's your first. um, I started dating a gentleman who's British. Uh, Therefore, between him living in England and my job of traveling, all the time, I just fell in love with Europe. I didn't know exactly where I wanted to move, but I knew that I just really enjoyed it. And I wanted to be with the guy I was dating and he wasn't as keen on moving to America. So it just worked out that I was gonna move to Europe with him.
0: Awesome. Wish I had that kind of experience. My experience was great, but that's that's awesome. Okay. And I believe you said that you are looking to eventually end up in uh, Wales, correct?
1: That is correct. Uh, we did some house shopping over the end of 2019, and uh, we found a place that we love. Um, with, there you go. And I'm going to be hopefully moving there as soon as the lockdown and pandemic kind of relaxes a little bit. Um, And the, the brokerage companies and lawyers offices allow us to finalize the purchase of the house. Because unfortunately when I moved over here, it was supposed to be temporary moved here to France, I should say supposed to be temporary. And then, When pandemic happened, they closed, you know, everything except for the important legal matters. And they determined that moving was not a reason to be out in public. So once that all clears up, I will be in Wales permanently.
0: Awesome. Yes. I've never been to Wales. I've been to uh, Plymouth and parts of Cornwall uh, before I moved here to Prague. And that part of the country was beautiful. So I can only imagine that Wales is going to be a wonderful spot for you. I, I am, do
1: love
0: it. I am kind of jealous.
1: You can come visit. Uh,
0: I will be. Lo- I would love to. Okay. When you were thinking about or getting ready to move, what, what kinds of things did you find to be the most difficult to figure out or have to worry about?
1: The first major hurdle for us is where we wanted to move. I can live anywhere with my job so long it's near an airport. And my partner works from home as an artist. And when you're given the option of really being able to live anywhere, it makes it almost difficult. You know, too many options can be just as hard as not enough. In the end, when we were making our decisions, Brexit was happening. And so that's another factor, right? That was pre-pandemic, but a factor nonetheless. And we didn't really know how things were going to settle with that. We didn't know what currency rates were going to change. We didn't know what visa and travel restrictions were going to be implemented, And rather than us both be kind of in a situation of trying to make things happen, we decided to just settle on moving to where he's already a legal resident, which is the United Kingdom. And he can travel back and forth legally from England to Wales without any issue. It's not like he needs to apply for visa change or residency change if he doesn't want to. And, um, you know, so that makes it so that only one of us really has to figure out what we're doing with the complicated legal side of stuff. So that that was a factor. And then, you know, just moving your life from one country to another is difficult. And America doesn't make it very easy to transfer out a lot of things. For example, I didn't know that it would be difficult to move money from America to Europe. Uh, that ended up taking quite a bit of time because, as a non resident i don 't have a bank account there, and you can 't get a bank account in France on a tourist visa, so transferring money to a third party is almost impossible if it 's international so figuring that kind of stuff out is was a bit daunting you know but it in the end we we did work everything out and just took time some unexpected things came up but professionals are a godsend and they work you through it
0: okay sure i can i can appreciate that i mean i moved to prague so at least with your choice of home or or new country not home country new country there is no language barrier yes yeah you know so you can call up a lawyer or a barrister or whatever they're called in England solicitors. and ask solicitors, right. You can call them on the phone, even from France, from the United States, and they will gladly talk to you and you can understand what they're saying. Yes. You know, unless they have a horrible accent, you know, which occasionally <laughs> happens, but it does? yes. But in my, for me, of course, you know, it's the Czech Republic. And so they speak Czech, which is a Slavic language. And they have pronunciation of words that we Americans have almost no possibility of making because of the way the, the sounds they produce. the Some of the letters, the way they pronounce them are completely different from the way we pronounce letters. <laughs> uh, so it when you talk to people, often they also don't speak much English although younger people here do speak a lot of English and English is a very popular language to teach and to learn. So, I mean, that's how I make my living here, but it depends on who you talk to, whether you can get questions answered, these kinds of things. Absolutely. So, you know, so for you, it's, it's, it's a lot, that part is a lot easier. I understand that the, 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 the legal side of it is still daunting and that there are lots of, you know, I's to dot, and T's to cross, even with that. But at least you don't have to try to translate what they're trying to tell you from broken English into English.
1: I couldn't agree more. It was another factor in what we wanted to do, where we wanted to move. Uh, I mean, we considered multiple places. We considered France, Denmark, you know, a a bunch of places we love to be. And it did come back a lot to also... Do we want to live in a country where we both have to learn another language? It's one thing to visit a place and manage to understand enough for a weekend. But it's much different if you try to naturalize somewhere because you do want to integrate. And learning a new language is a major factor. And I've never been that good at learning languages. So, um, yeah, I can totally sympathize with you on that. Uh, Sure. Big time.
0: Right. Yeah. So, you know, that's, I I completely understand. So uh, now, while you were answering, I thought of another couple of questions that I think will be easy. But go for it. how, How did you decide what to take? And how much did you end up taking or bringing with you? And I know from, you know, we're friends. So I know your situation, things are sort of in limbo but I know you packed up a certain amount of possessions to bring with you or to ship to the United Kingdom. Yes. And what was that? Tell me about that.
1: Well, when I, so my situation was that I was living in a large home uh, and needed to downsize. And when I did that, I did it with the idea that eventually I'd be getting another place in the States. So I kept a lot of stuff that I really didn't need. And over the course of that a year of living in a friend's house and being very parsed down, I made a very conscious decision to get rid of like all of my furniture, um, anything in storage that, would require more than one person to carry basically, was out. I kept things from my parents and family. Um, I kept clothes, books, art. Um, I got rid of the majority of my physical media such as DVDs and CDs and I almost exclusively buy stuff digitally now just because I knew that I'd be moving and wanted to limit the amount of stuff I had to to transport. So when it came down to time to actually move things, I have one cargo container. It's a, I think a 14 or 16 foot container um, and it will bring everything over. It is not full, um, but it's close. I have a lot of books. fair uh but i also because i travel so much on a regular basis kind of had a, a base in a lot of different countries for example here in france i had a friend's house that was storing a lot of stuff for me so i didn't have to take it back to america things that i would buy while i was in paris um books and clothes, things that I didn't need back home. And so here, when I came to France for my little sojourn between countries, I bought two suitcases worth of stuff, mostly toiletries and clothing. And I had a small amount of things here to begin with. Um, Picked up my guitar from Belgium. And that's about all I have with me and then i'll ship my container over when i get to the uk
0: okay cool i understand when i moved here i moved literally with one roll on roll off luggage bag the kind that's just big enough that it can technically i think go in the overhead compartment <laughs> i had one large sort of uh two weeks in the in the in the woods backpack full of stuff and then i had an over-the-shoulder sort of messenger bag carrying things like my laptop and, you know, personal items that I knew I would keep be able to keep control with me at all times while I was in the middle of my travel, because I was gonna... I moved from the U.S. here by way of England and uh, the Netherlands, spending time with a a few friends across the... across those three... two countries, I should say, and... So I knew that I had to be able to travel by myself through an airport, get on a bus through a train station and not have to manage, you know, five luggage, five pieces of luggage and, you know, (laughs) worry about something getting stolen. So I literally moved to Europe with basically enough clothes for three weeks and a few, a very small, limited number of personal items for, you know, keeping myself sane and connected to my family. Of
1: course. Of course.
0: And that was about it. And in the two and a half years that I've been here, I really have not expanded my possessions all that much. You talked about downsizing. And I had been downsizing for several years before I moved. And in fact, I moved from Tennessee back to California, where I shipped 10, you know, uh, like HelloFresh boxes full of Personal items. I do have HelloFresh
1: boxes. I have tons of my stuff in them.
0: (laughs) Yes. So I used some of those boxes to to ship some items from Tennessee to California. And then I drove the rest of my stuff in my Honda. What did I have? I had the, wow, I can't, the Honda Fit. Okay. So I stuffed that full of the fragile items. And I drove that back across the country so I'd have my car in California. So I had downsized down to about 15 boxes of stuff and clothing. And then, you know, downsized again to basically three boxes of stuff. <laughs> and I really have not expanded. I think maybe I would have one or maybe two <laughs> extra boxes of stuff at this point. So, yeah, I understand what you're talking about there. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you said your 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 container is still in the u s then
1: yeah, it is
0: okay, that makes sense because it's you know hard to know when or how to get it over here I'm sure I may, or maybe you have that worked out
1: well i don't unfortunately, so the situation is that until I have a specific date that they can ship it or even like a date range that they can ship it. Nobody can really tell me anything. I've spoken to several companies and have basic quotes, but obviously it fluctuates based on how busy they are. And right now would be an ideal time to transport it for the companies that are still in operation. But as I mentioned before, the house hasn't been closed on. So I don't have anywhere to ship it to until it's in my possession. Um, thankfully the house that we're purchasing has its furniture in it. Like the, the, it's coming mostly furnished. So even if I just take the same two bags that I walked into this house with here in Paris, there, I could be there and set up and and established pretty quickly and then wait for my stuff to come. So I'm very lucky in that regard. Sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just it's just a weight game. Everything's a weight game right now, as we know.
0: Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Boy, do we know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Awesome. This was the first part of my three part interview with my friend Caitlin. The second part will be available in a couple of days. So, this is the part where I thank you for listening and plug all the things. You can email me at historykid at yahoo.com That's H-S-T-R-Y-K-I-D at yahoo.com with any questions or complaints and especially with any suggestions for future topics for the podcast. Also, I'd appreciate if you could rate the podcast in, in Apple Podcasts or wherever you've found the show and leave a review it helps me to grow the show last but not least if you like what I'm doing and feel like you are getting any value from this podcast please consider supporting me via Patreon at www.patreon.com slash AEPROG that's A-E-P-R-A-G-U-E I would greatly appreciate your support. Until next time, be safe and be kind. Cheers!